0: Grab your Bibles and meet me today in Isaiah chapter 6, and let's talk about the experience that Isaiah had with a seraphim in a vision. And I believe that you also can have encounters and experiences with the Lord in which you also are touched by His fiery glory. Praise God. Before we start our study, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures with light and understanding bursting forth within our hearts. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for the burning fire of your spirit on the inside of us that accompanies the spirit of revelation. Father, thank you in Jesus' name, and we say amen. Well, we are beginning today in verse 1. And Isaiah says, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. Well, King Isaiah has now passed off the scene. He was a good king until he got lifted up in pride, and then it it just everything fell apart for him. And so he never fulfilled the destiny that God had had for his life. And the great trouble that he ran into could have been completely avoided if he would have walked in humility. King Uzziah's weakness was pride. And pride is very dangerous because it says in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, that pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit, which is, you know, like an arrogant attitude, a haughty spirit comes before a fall. And so he had a very rough fall and never completed the assignments that God had for him. Nevertheless, his kingship has ended. He's, he's passed on. And that actually means there's an empty throne. So oftentimes during transition, it's an opportunity because somebody is going to rise up. And I believe, I believe that I'm speaking to somebody who's next in line for God's promotion. Hallelujah. So empty throne, king Uzziah has passed on and the prophet says I saw the Lord well of course he would have gone into a vision you you can't see these things unless you see them with your spiritual eyes which have been opened by the Holy Spirit in a vision the prophet says I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple above it stood seraphim seraphim in the Hebrew refers to the burning ones or the fiery ones a great description for them basically they're like uh, an angelic blast torch Uh, incredible incredible beings representing a facet of God's holiness above it stood seraphim each one had six wings With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So I believe we have three holies: holy, holy, holy. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holy. And every time they make that rotation around the throne of God, from moving from the face of God to the side, to the back, coming back around to the side and back around to the front, although they have been doing this since even time was created from eternity past, as we would say, every time they make that complete rotation and come back around to the face of God, it's another Brand new revelation of God's holiness, of His glory. All these infinite attributes of God keep coming out and recognized as the seraphim come back around. And again, they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. They also say the whole earth is full of His glory. Now that may seem to be a mystery to some, but for those of you who've ever touched over in the spirit realm, and you can see with the eye of the spirit, you'll realize that the whole earth really is full of the glory to the human eye. If you look, you see nice things. You maybe see a nice car, nice building, nice house. Uh, manicured lawn or something like that. But at the same time, you can also see the garbage truck. You see the trash on the street. Uh, You see the evidence of sin, chaos, uh, disorder, maybe in certain places, some places worse than others, of course. But you see the fallen world as well. But if you can see in the spirit, you will actually see that still the glory is actually here. So ideally, of course, what we want is to see God's glory manifested, manifested in our lives, in our families, in our marriages, in our churches. And in so many ways, really, you are like the Ark of the Covenant under the Old Testament system. The glory was on the Ark, the presence of God on that Ark. But now the presence of God, the glory of God, Christ living in you through the Holy Spirit you have it within you. So it's like you are the Ark of the Covenant, carrying the glory of God with you everywhere you go. Praise the Lord. The whole earth is full of His glory. It's on every mountain. It's on every tree. It's on every blade of grass. It's it's everywhere. Praise the Lord. But it takes the eye of the Holy Spirit to see it. Glory to God. I, I believe it's an... It's an attitude because the meek are going to inherit, inherit the earth. There will be a time when the earth is turned over to the, the sheep, the people of God. And so my friends, it will be fully manifested at that time. Verse four, and the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, this is what Isaiah came to a sudden realization of. So I said, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people. Uh, this is fascinating, even among the people of God. Well, there's there's national, we would call it national apostasy, not not from the perspective of a secular nation, but these are the people of God, where so many of them have just fallen away from God. They have turned to idols, uh, all kinds of idols, and they are in deep trouble. And there is judgment looming and it's coming. And th- this was also the challenge for Isaiah to accept this particular prophetic ministry because it had the price tag attached to it that in a sense, he knew that although he preached it, God had already told them that the majority were not going to receive it. And that's tough. That's tough. Well, the remnant would respond and the the remnant would stay faithful, but it's a tough message to deliver when you already know up front that the majority are not going to receive it. Nevertheless, every minister has their own unique calling. Kind of reminds me of Jeremiah, often referred to as the weeping prophet. Uh, That's not the type of ministry that most people would ask for, but God places, chooses, and calls uh, based upon what he decides to do. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Well, there's something about being in the presence of the Lord where if there's any particular sin in our life any particular weakness in our life the Lord wants to bring healing the Lord really does want to help so the spirit of revelation really begins to flow the closer and closer and closer you get to the Lord uh, the more that he just wants to help you be transformed into his image some some Christians think that the law was very burdensome and the law didn't allow you to get away with anything but I I need to tell you that although we are under the lenient scepter of grace grace is so much more how can I say involved in your life than what law was because the law was external the law said don't commit adultery but you could be filled with lust and well, I, I didn't actually go out and commit the act. Well, well, yeah, but your heart. See, see, grace comes, and grace is different from the law. The law says, you know, don't do this, do do this, don't do these things. But grace lives with you all the time. Hallelujah. Uh, the The spirit of grace says the speed limit is sixty five. Why are you going to eighty? And uh, so, so it's not like you just have a bunch of rules you keep the externals and you know but you can get away with a defiant attitude or a rebellious attitude or you know a lot of other stuff that deal with the heart well grace comes and deals with the heart and if you miss it the holy spirit's right there and you don't need the Torah to drop down you don't need the 10 commandments to drop down you don't need a codified law to drop down the holy spirit's there saying you just hurt that person with your words And so, uh, grace, grace is much more involved in every single facet of your life. And if something is off, even if it's your lips, (laughs) oh, the Holy Spirit will let you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So you see the Lord and revelation flows. Praise God of what's needed. Verse six. Then one of the seraphim flew to me. Well, The seraphim is coming now to Isaiah because of the king's directive. They do what God wants them to do. One of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. Praise the Lord. Well, this would be the brazen altar. Grab uh, the tongs. Let's get a hot coal off of that. And this is going to be placed on the mouth of the prophet praise the lord and you know you see something like that coming towards you could be uh you know could i'm sure it's quite startling what's going to happen is is this going to burn me is this going to singe me verse 7 and he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged what is iniquity It's an inward bent towards something crooked. Praise God. And your sin purged. Okay. So the iniquity that taking out of that thing, that would be a craving or desire towards something that's bent, something that's not right. God can come and just burn that thing out of you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your iniquity is taken away struggle's gone that thing's gone and your sin purged well you know this is amazing because after the purging or as we would say after the cleansing through the holy fire the touch of fire there is a immediate commissioning of isaiah into his assigned call as a prophet to the nations, woo! Praise God forever, but my friends, th- things in order, things in order. The touch of God, the call of God, the fire of God. Praise the Lord. You know, I was, uh, I was in prayer earlier, and I had uh, finished uh, some time in prayer, and uh, you know, I don't know why I did this. uh wasn't really thinking about it, but I was kind of just meditating. I had finished a time of prayer and I was holding my Bible like this and just thinking. I was just thinking. I had finished praying. Pastor Stephen, what were you praying for? I was praying for you. Praise the Lord. I was praying for all of our online church members. I was praying for our ministry partners, uh, those that love and support this ministry. And I had finished a time of praying for you and I was just relaxed and I was just meditating. And I had my mouth right here on the Bible. I, I don't know why. It's not like I normally hold the Bible to my mouth, but it was there. And suddenly in my spirit, the Holy Spirit brought a picture to me that I had read in, recently in the news about a man uh, that had eaten what's called the um, the Carolina Reaper. It's actually considered uh, the world's hottest pepper. And I believe it holds the Guinness Book of World Records for being the hottest pepper in the world. This is a pepper that's so hot that um, it's almost hard to even describe the heat this thing puts off. Well, a man took one and ate the whole thing. Not, not just a seed, which has the ability to blister your mouth, ate a whole pepper. And uh, you know, uh, even, even pe- these these guys and gals that eat these hot peppers for sport, you can build up some tolerance and things like that, but even still, a whole one, uh, the human body can't really handle that. Well, th- they had to take him to the hospital, and he began to have, um, you know, just like phenomenal headaches. Um, they call them thunderclap headaches, where it sounds like the thunder is going off. So the, this pepper just tore this guy up, the Carolina Reaper, and um so world's hottest pepper but you know those peppers and the oil that's in those seeds are so hot that if that if it even just touches your lips um I mean it's like acid yeah this is severe stuff this is way beyond for those of you that not familiar with these peppers way beyond jalapenos way beyond even a habanero and I've had the seed just I've had one seed of a habanero and it just about um that was probably about, oh, when was that? Um, 1992. Uh, this was even before, you know, internet, in a sense, got popular. But a friend came to church, had a habanero pepper, and said, Hey, I've heard these are the hottest peppers you could even buy or purchase anywhere. And we each got a little seed and thought, Well, that can't be that big of a deal. It's just a little orange pepper. And we each ate a seed, and we, we were yeah, all in torment for hours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this is way beyond even habanero. And, they, and the ranks of the habanero can get pretty severe. But this... This uh, Carolina Reaper, this this thing will send you to the hospital. Where this this man had taken one, eaten the whole thing, and sure enough, to the hospital he went. But uh, my friends, uh, there's something about God's ability to touch you in a way that's totally non-destructive to your body. He'll never hurt you, but he can he can just destroy. He can destroy uncleanness I mean the power of one touch from God and th- this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say because I saw that picture uh, that I had you know the Holy Spirit just brought it back to me very quickly the man who put that pepper in his mouth and it was so hot they had to take him to the hospital and the Holy Spirit showed me while this the word was to my mouth like that just just meditating the Holy Spirit showed me Isaiah 6 I uh, and, and this is what the Holy Spirit told me. Anytime you put God's word on your lips, there is a cleansing that is taking place. There's a cleansing. And I don't know why I had the Bible to my mouth. I, I don't normally do that. But he said, anytime, anytime you put God's word on your lips, there is a cleansing that is taking place. You may even want to call it a fiery cleansing. And in the Gospel of Luke, as that Gospel begins to close out, you have the Emmaus Road experience of the two men that are walking. And Jesus comes and joins them as the resurrected Christ and begins to talk to them and explain and expound and open up their understanding of the Scriptures. And then after the Lord has left, they, they said, Did not our hearts burn within us? The, our, because the, Jesus was just making the scriptures come alive. What is that? That is the cleansing power of the word, the inner burn. Hallelujah. Praise God. Also, um, we see in the epistles, the description the that the Bible, the word of God is often referred to as washing with the water of the word. So you have cleaning, you have cleansing, with the water of the word you have the fire the inward burning so anytime you put god's word on your lips there is a spiritual cleansing that is taking place and of course the spiritual cleansing can even affect a physical cleansing those that would have addictions if you have an addiction keep reading the bible it is amazing how the word is such a fire it's such a fire that it just, it just burns things up. Praise the Lord. It'll just start consuming things. So the more of the word that you ingest, you don't have to take hot peppers. Okay. The more of the word that you ingest and the words on your mouth, the words on your lips, it will bring the cleansing. It will bring the cleansing. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'd like an experience like Isaiah, though. I'd like to see a seraphim come and touch my lips with the coal of fire. Well, I can't promise you that God's going to do that. That's same thing for you. We can't make God replicate certain experiences, but you know that. But you can still take the word, okay? You can take the word and you can allow it to touch your lips, put it on your mouth, speak it, say it, meditate it on it, and it, it it begins to change you. Why? Because it's hot. It's the fire of God. Praise the Lord and it will affect the way that you talk. It will affect that you way that that you think, that you act, that you behave. Praise the Lord. And it will give you the strength to start to break free from any type of stronghold. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A burning cleansing. See the word is alive. The word is alive. God is a consuming fire. Well, what's he consuming? well, he's not consuming you in the sense where something destructive is happening to you. What, what is happening is that things that are not good, such as Isaiah dealing with some type of issues with his mouth. Oh, I don't think the prophet Isaiah was running around cursing or using profanity or something like that. But there was obviously still though, something with his lips, that was his thing. Okay. There was something with his lips that needed a touch. And, the, you know, this is pretty interesting when you've got one of the leading prophets that says, I need a touch. That's amazing. What, we thank God for his humility. Thank God that he was willing to share this experience with us. Praise the Lord. So I believe that God can touch you anywhere, anytime through his word. Why? Because this is not, this is not a history book. Now, it is historical, and it is accurate, but that's not, that's not the, the intention. The intention of the Word of God is to change you into the image of God. Praise the Lord. I, I really do agree with the statement of the famed evangelist Billy Graham. When sometimes he would hear young people say that, I want to go out and I want to win the world for Christ. Or not just young people, but some adults who are, you know, maybe very zealous. I want to go win the world for Jesus. And he, he would say, you know what? He, the Lord wants to win all of you before you go win all of the world. Do you see what I'm saying? In other words, God God has a plan for Isaiah. God has a calling for Isaiah to minister to the nation of Israel that's going to uh, extend into the other border nations around Israel. This word's going to run. But God wants all of Isaiah before God sends Isaiah out. Praise God. My friends, the more of the word you have, the more of the fire of God you have. You can touch the coals of fire time, Just get the word in your mouth. Get the word in your mouth and let it do what only the word can do. Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please lift your hands today. Father, I just thank you that for some there will be visions of impartation from the altar of fire, the brazen altar of fire. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for the ministry of the seraphim. We thank you for the ministry of the cherubim, the various categories of angels, and how you can have them involved in our lives. We praise you, Father God. We thank you for the vision to see you high and lifted up. We thank you for the grace to realize your glory is here, and you can envelop us in it and touch us with it at any time. We thank you that you can literally blanket us in your glory even in a sin fallen world, Lord, we're redeemed. We're in it, but we're not of it. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God, for that touch from heaven. Lord, right where it needs to be. Lord, we thank you that you're touching hearts now. Now we thank you that iniquity is being burned up now. We thank you, Father, that sin is being purged and also through the blood of Jesus being completely washed away. We give you praise for heavenly ministry taking place now. Now, some of you are even experiencing a manifestation of heat. Let God work. Pastor Stephen, maybe it's something I ate. Well, if you just ate peppers, maybe it was. But if not, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, because God's touching many of you right now. Even with manifestations of fire, receive, receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, praise God, consuming that which needs to be consumed, which is not good. So let God work. Let God work. And he's going to bring glory through your life. Your life is going to glorify him. Remember right after this encounter, Isaiah is commissioned. Get ready for your assignment. Get ready for your assignment. Let the Lord work in your life. He's going to do great things through you. Father, bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let us take communion. Let us celebrate what God is doing. You're living during this time on purpose. You weren't born in the 1200s or the 1500s. Now, I study medieval history, and I like it. I think, wow, that's pretty cool. I like castles and knights and and armor and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm I'm glad I didn't live there. I I don't like disease and plagues and, you know, all of these other things that were running rampant. And uh, the main thing running rampant was spiritual ignorance I thank God that we have the Bible on printed page and we have access to it we are so blessed hallelujah but you know we have been blessed to be a blessing and that's what we want to do now with your communion let's bless it now father we thank you we bless the bread and the juice it's consecrated it is now the the flesh and the blood of Jesus and we're so happy that we can receive it. Praise God. So Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you for the fiery coal touching our lips, touching our eyes, our ears, our hearts, so that we walk in the agape love of Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. We receive the body of Jesus now. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes all of our sins away. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit living in us, guiding us, filling us to overflowing. We give you praise. Father, we now receive the blood of Jesus. Let's drink together. Praise God, woo! I feel the heat. I feel the burn. Hallelujah! The Word causes a holy burn. Hmm. This is not lactic acid, like when you're you're running and your 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 oxygen threshold is being taken up and you're you're getting that burn. No, this is not what we're talking about. This is a good burn. This is the fire of God. Glory to God. There's there's times just God will set you on fire with scriptures. And you're like, what is this fire? It's the fire of God. It's the word of God. It is alive. So go find your burning coal. Let God touch you with his word. He wants to speak to you. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbooks.org.